I promise by next week we'll have some quotes in there. We'll have a like a, a star-studded opening like we like we usually do because uh, I haven't talked to you about this yet. But uh, next week will be a really really big show. So right. uh, um, I, I trust you because I think next week uh, will be the first week uh, of the rest of our lives where starting next week. Uh, best friends in the world will start going live every week. Oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And uh, so... so the Psycho Sid thing where he flubs his lines a whole lot and then says, uh, asks if they can start over and Mean Gene has to break it to him? He's like, no, we're live. And he's... You only got... You, you're half the man that I am. And I only got half the brain that you got. Or whatever it is that he says about you know being an idiot. Um, uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much the exact quote. And then like Nash, who I don't remember the skit at all, but Nash is for some reason dressed like Sid in the ring, <laughs> over laughing. Yeah, Psycho Sid, man, he was the gift that kept on giving, unless you were Arn Anderson. Well, you know, then he was just the gift that kept on stabbing. That's the one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Oh gosh! No, too far. No, too far. not far enough. Not, not far enough. Oh, I know where the line is. I like. I like that we're. Uh, you know, we've started. We, we've spun off into the show because you know. I I feel like during the week, you and I text every so often. Like we'll text. You know, a couple times a day, or you know, um, we, we will just we'll, we'll keep in touch, but we don't get to talk a whole lot. And it will yeah. usually be like bits and pieces of our day. So I'm really glad that, uh, you know, we've we've spun off into the show where we can just kind of chat and hang out and catch up and uh, and all of that. And we're getting good response. We've had a ton of people. Here's what's here's what surprised me a lot. I've been looking at the numbers for last week's first real episode of Best Friends in the World. And okay. we have a lot like a lot of people went ahead and hit that subscribe button. Which is really nice. Oh. I appreciate that. So if you subscribed, we thank you, and we are also so sorry. Yeah, we're we're pretty sorry. Uh, <laughs> but um, so you know, yeah, we appreciate the subscriptions. Uh, give us a five star review if you think we've earned it, uh, or better yet, uh, share share it with your friends if there's somebody that you think might like the show best friends in the world just share it with them just tell them hey man here's a show that i think you would really like it's these two idiots idiots that they think they know what they're talking about but they really don't let's make fun of them behind their back <laughs> which is fine by us as long as you're listening yeah just just listen that's that's all we ask um but yeah we're gonna have uh, some some big stuff next week with a live show uh you, you know you and i were doing some planning um back and forth today about uh, some future episode stuff. So uh, last week we had a really great guest. Thanks again to Bree Mills uh, to coming on and for, for coming on and talking uh, to us, spending some time with us on a, on a Tuesday night. A lovely, lovely Tuesday evening. Yeah. So uh, look for, we, we look forward to having more guests on the, cause that's going to be one of the big things that we're going to be doing on this one that, you know, talk nerdy to me didn't do was we didn't have a lot of guests. We had like guest hosts, but we didn't do a lot of, you know, um, spotlight kind of feature guests to come on, talk about one thing and then, you know, duck off. Uh, usually it was, we had 
a guest host for the whole show. Yeah, we had someone help fill the fill the gaps if there was right. ever a hole in the in the lineup. Right. And so this one it's it's uh it's gonna be a little bit different where, you know, we'll we'll talk about some stuff. We'll have somebody on, maybe, you know, a lot of times, sometimes we'll have some people on, uh, experts in their field, smart people, uh, people that we like, people that we know, um, people that have something really cool to talk about. And then, uh, but, but it'll, you know, most of the show will, will still be us. Uh, so it'll be a little bit different, but, uh, it's, it's been, it's been good. And, uh, I like the, uh, all of the different ideas and stuff we've come up with. So it's been a whole lot of fun and we've, well, this is only real week number two. Week number two, and I really like how we're talking about how we're going to have guests and all that kind of fun stuff, but we don't have one this week. No, we do not have a guest this week because <laughs> because I don't want to give off the wrong impression if we had a guest because I have been furious oh. the last couple of days. I have been, as my parents would say uh, growing up in Maine, I have been fit to be tied this week because I saw very upsetting news God, and I was, I was very pissed off because if you know anything about me, if you've listened to talk nerdy to me, you know that a movie that I think is the most overrated pile of steaming garbage is the 1974 Texas chainsaw massacre. I don't like it. I hate it. Um, I think it's a great comedy. Uh, I don't think it's scary or upsetting or unsettling in the slightest. Uh, when Leatherface chainsaws the uh, annoying prick in the wheelchair, it's like it, it's so over the top goofy that it makes me laugh every single time. It's just, it's not scary. The, the 74 Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not scary. Hate to be the one to tell you. About you, um, I lie. It's sitting over on my shelf right now. I own it on Blu-ray. Um, that being said, last time I watched it, I watched part of it. Things, uh, but I think that's the last time I watched any of Texas Chainsaw. I don't think I've sat down and watched the movie start to finish since. Let's say like the second year of Scarefest when they had Gunnar Hansen do a Q&A before screening of the movie. Yeah. And again, Scarefest just celebrated its, what, 12th or 13th year? 13th, so we're talking yeah. 11, 12 years ago? Yeah. Um, I, I do, I, I will also admit, uh, but this will probably make you laugh, I have an autographed DVD copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and it's signed by Gunnar Hansen, but I have no idea where it is. <laughs> That's probably the least surprising thing you could tell me about one of your co or your copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I have I have a lot of things autographed by a lot of people, and I know where all of them are. I can pinpoint. Yeah, I can pinpoint everything that I've ever had signed by a celebrity that I've met, except for the DVD copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's nothing against <laughs> Gunnar Hansen, fantastic, nice guy. Yeah, very nice. Just incredibly nice. But I just I got I got no use for that movie. I got no yeah. use for it. So I sent you an article, uh, and I, it it just it pissed me off to no end because the Texas Chainsaw franchise is one that I want to like, 
but I can't because all of the movies are so terrible. Like each one is worse than the one that came before it. And I don't know how that's possible because every time I watch one, I'm like, this is the worst movie I've seen. Now I think I'm actually going to disagree with you there. Um, I now this isn't saying that any of them are like stellar or anything like that. I will say though, um, the cart before the horse or whatever the phrase is, but the O three remake. Yeah. The O three remake is, is, is okay. I got nothing but, against that one. Yeah, but it's also, you know, it, it's a low bar to top. Yeah. Movies that came before it. I mean, you've got Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, where he's at the radio station, which is just awful. Um, you have Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You've got the new gen or the next generation or new generation or whatever. Um, you've got... What was the, uh, what was like the prequel that they did? Uh, are, you talk- are you talking about Texas Chainsaw the beginning or uh, are you talking about yeah. Leatherface? Yeah, both. Lump them all together. They're all terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's just, <sighs> the story. Sorry, go I-, ahead. I was going to say, if we're talking about bad ones, we have to mention Texas Chainsaw 3D. Yeah. Uh, with probably the stupidest line in cinematic history where some for some reason Leatherface decides to side with the people he's been killing because he finds out he's related to one of them and they drop the line, do your thing, cuz as she kicks the chainsaw towards him. Yeah, wasn't that uh Alexandra Daddario? Believe so. Was she in that one? Yeah. Uh-huh. She, she was she was pretty hot in that one. But anyway, that's the only saving grace of that movie. The rest of it's trash. It's trash. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it, the, the problem is it's a story that I want to like, but they're all just so bad and they can't decide which timeline continuity they want to be with, which is why this article that I sent you just has me so mad because, uh, uh, Fede, I feel like I'm going to mispronounce his name. Fede Alvarez, who was uh, behind uh, Evil Dead and Don't Breathe, um, is producing a new reboot of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Legendary Pictures. And Ryan and Andy Tohill from The Dig are going to direct it. And it's written by Chris Thomas Devlin. And, you know, they're, they're doing the, the media tour. Uh, it's violent, exciting, and so depraved that it will stay with you forever. It's, it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre that the fans want and deserve. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I... I hate all those articles that are talking about, like, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, it's going to... Like, it, it reminds me of the old monster truck commercials of, yeah. you'll have to pay for the seat, but you'll only use the edge. Oh, God. And, like, Can that I, kind of dumb crap. I, like, for a long time, I thought that that was just a parody of, like, monster truck ads, where it would be like, you know, Sunday, 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 you know, come down to the fairground sports arena and watch monster trucks, grave digger. And I always thought that, like, you know, okay, like they're doing a parody of that. And then, no joke, 
in uh, January 2018. I think it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was 2018. Was it 2018 or 2019? Um, yeah, tw- 20, January of 2019. I'm at home. I, I'm, I'm at my parents' house in Maine, right? And they have a, they have a monster truck ad that plays on TV because there's a monster truck, uh, event that's coming close to their house. And no joke, the ad in 2019 says, uh, we'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. And I just stopped and I said, I cannot believe we're in 2019. And that's, I actually heard that on television. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you real quick. Did you see the dig? No, I did not see the dig. Me either. And I'm looking at their, uh, Bill's IMDb page. He has done to his credit right now, three short films in the years, 2005, 2012, 2015. Then he did the dig in 2018. And now he has Texas chainsaw. So it seems, and you know, I try not to judge a book by its cover because the Russo brothers had basically only done like TV and were known for community when they went in and did uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and then Infinity War and Endgame. So, you know, like, I'm not saying you can't go on to do good things by like out of your wheelhouse, but it just seems also have very limited like very 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 limited experience so i'm interested to see how that's going to go yeah i mean i guess with three short films and one feature length movie i guess he's as qualified as anybody else i guess you know they're qualified as anybody else to direct a texas chainsaw massacre movie that's fair because you don't really need a lot of skill or your head outside of your rectum in order to make one apparently we could always give it a shot i would say right now legendary pictures will probably work cheaper than them and i point you to not only on call in senior year but michael myers versus ghostbusters and that's all you need to know about the directing skill on this podcast it's true say no more we're more qualified than those guys Say we'll work tirelessly, but that implicates we'd put in effort. Right, and we're always tired anyway, so. It's true. That is true. We're always sleepy bitches. So I guess we would we would work tiredly, not tireless. <laughs> sleepily. Yeah, sleepily. We, we will sleepily put together a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that will be better than whatever flaming bag of dog crap that the, that is going to come out next. <sighs> But it, it, the, the, you know, go ahead. I was to say, but uh, it leads to a bigger problem. Okay. It leads to this reflex reboot culture, mostly found inside the horror genre, but just in movies in general. Yeah. And, and you know, it's going to sound contradictory from me because we're talking about a Fede Alvarez movie and. You've heard me sing the praises of his Evil Dead remake from 2013 again and again and again. I just feel like, why are we in this renaissance of 
reboots or oh, reboot sequels or whatever. Because, you know, the, the Saw trailer just came out. That's produced by Chris Rock, starring Chris Rock and Sam Jackson. This has been announced. There's talk of doing another, like, a Ring reboot. And, you know, we just had the Grudge reboot that failed spectacularly. It's just... <sighs> It's painful is what it is. It's painful because for all the good, I'll tell you who I blame for all the good that Marvel and Disney have done for comic book superhero movies. They have ruined just about every other, what I'm going to call genre movies, you know, sci-fi movies, horror movies, to a lesser extent, action movies, even though action movies were kind of like this before, but they Marvel and Disney basically the 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 philosophy now is if it's not a franchise, it's not worth doing. Yeah. If you can't franchise it and you can't make six to seven movies out of it, why even bother doing it? Look at how many fast and furious movies there are. And I think we're getting ready to have the tenth. God, so because bad. now they have spinoffs. Yeah. It's just, it's, and, you know, uh, look at the, look at the long string of crappy garbage horror movie reboots and ask yourself if it's really worth it. Child's Play. Yeah. Horrible movie. I, I uh, so bad. Mark Hamill gives it his all. So bad. And it seems like Aubrey Plaza was there because she was contracted with the studio, and they even have to like find a workaround for that. Because do you remember the line? Do you remember the line about like how she has a kid the age of Andy in the movie? No. She said, my 18th birthday party was really eventful. Uh, Maybe it was her sweet 16. I can't remember, but it was either her her sweet 16 or 18th birthday party. She refers to as really eventful. Uh, um, oh, yeah, that. And did you even see the new grudge? No, I did not. Uh, it's like... Some movie review site, not like Rotten Tomatoes or something, but someone that they've only ever... It was the 16th movie in their in the website's like long running history that they've ever given anything an F. Oh wow! And like a, the like Grudge a... from 2020, like A B C D F. Yeah, yeah. Was like, it like it got that... a, a hardcore failing grade? Yeah. Isn't that like is it what Cinema Score or something like that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They've only ever given like three Fs ever at the time, and that was one of them. It was like a huge deal. Yeah. Because it sucked. Uh, I mean, It Chapter 1 was was good, but It Chapter 2 was pretty trash. Like, and you could go back even further. You could go back to uh, stuff like The Fog was like 05, I think, or 03. Like the, the crap Fog re- reboot remake. Uh, forgot about that. Yeah, you know, it's it's awful. Like it's really re- that was at the time where uh, they were just remaking everything. Uh, John Carpenter because they did they redid Assault on Precinct Thirteen and The Fog like almost at the same time. They were very close to each other. Um, 
And that was when John Carpenter had that. Uh, the, somebody had interviewed him somewhere, and he was just like, "Well, the check's cash, so I don't really care." Mm. And he was like, he was heavily criticized for the like the not caring about his property because he's like, "I don't really care. I just I like money." Um, the the twenty, well, the 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 twenty eighteen Halloween was was it was okay, but it was mm. unnecessary. Just, it was good, it was good enough for me to keep watching. The one of the worst offenders to me is the twenty um, the twenty ten Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh God, that one's awful. Yeah. So unbelievably bad that like I, I I watched it once in a hotel room and was still like. Not that I like, because I didn't pay for it or anything, but that I just wasted my time. Yeah. And it was just, oh, okay, well, there's an hour and a half of my life I never get back. Yeah. And then you have the deep cuts like uh, Prom Night and uh, the Sorority Row, which is a reboot or remake of uh, Last House on Sorority Row. Uh, Mm -hmm. All those Last House on the Left uh, remakes, sequels, reboots, what have you. Um, they're just, there's so, there's so many awful, it's like, is it worth the gamble to try and remake a horror movie, reboot, redo a horror movie? Because you end up with something like, and I don't want to, I don't want to trigger you when I say this. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want you to get too worked up when I say, when I say Black Christmas twice. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> two things and uh you know first things first um when's the last time you watched the black christmas from like 06 uh i think 07 um go back and watch it again it, take the weird incesty part out of it yeah i mean i'm not julian rad. so yeah and it's actually kind of rad really I shared your opinion until I was told to rewatch it again by one of my friends. And I did. And I was like, this isn't going to end. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, it's no citizen gain. It's well aware. It is a Christmas slasher in the two thousands when that was like kind of a hot property again. Yeah. And it knows it's fun. Um, plus featuring my future wife, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, so the first uh, Mrs. Coron, <laughs> not the last. No, the no, no, absolutely not. But the first, um, but that being said, well, 2019 black Christmas, yeah. it, it's not even, it has nothing to do. It is just the title. It has nothing else to do with it. There's a legitimate, like, toxic masculinity that is a black, like, slime. Are you kidding me? Yeah. How lazy, That's pretty lazy sick. can you be? And here's the thing. Like, if you wanted to make that movie with that premise, whatever, do your thing. Why are you calling it Black Christmas? Yeah, they just was somebody got the rights to the name for cheap and just decided to try and cash in on it. And it, it, ugh. 
But uh, if you want to talk about a reboot or long-term sequel that took way too long and didn't live up to the hype, I can make both of us angry. Let's do it. Keepers, Creepers 3. Yeah. Um, Probably one of the worst movies I ever saw in theaters, and probably in the top 20 worst movies I've ever seen. Can I tell you, like, for there was about a minute and a half that I was like, that lucky dick, he's going to see that in theaters, and I am insanely jealous. And then, and then I heard how it was, <laughs> and I went, that poor dick who had to go and see that in theaters. Yeah, it was not good. I went from I went from jealous to sad. Went from excited to sad, so yeah. you know. Because you talk about a a franchise that had so much potential and squandered it away. I don't know if it was to be shocking or to be edgy and take chances or spending your second movie just trying to find ways. Young men trying to find ways to get, 30-year-old guys playing high school kids to take their shirts off and pee in a line together, which is still real weird to me. Yeah. I I don't get it, but um, yeah, at this point, it makes me, like, I am legitimately sad that Victor Salva has the rights to Jeepers Creepers because he doesn't deserve them and someone else could make a movie so much better, but they can't as long as he, he is in the picture. Um, I have actually refused. I've seen it a couple times in stores. I've refused to buy the Creeper pop figure. Oh, yeah. Because I won't give him money. Well, and it's the Jeepers just, Creepers 3 Creeper. Yeah. Like, if it was Jeepers that. Creepers 1 Creeper... I, it would be harder for me to to ignore it and not buy it, but it's got that red shirt. Like it just looks terrible. Super bright, pointless red shirt. Yeah, it's it's bad, and so it makes it at least a little easier to to skip. Yeah. Um, but I will give credit where credit is due, because there are a few horror remakes reboots that i enjoy that might give the crew from texas the 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 legendary pictures texas chainsaw massacre upcoming movie some hope some guidance some reference material and you know there are a couple that are really really good uh the 09 friday the 13th Yeah. I mean, that one's great. Uh, I'll go ahead and throw it out again. Yeah. The 2013 Evil Dead. Yes, so good. Very, very good. Especially considering when you first hear about it, you're like, oh, that's going to be bad. Well, I was the biggest attractor of that movie until I saw it. I thought the premise sounded just so dumb. Just so, so dumb. 
I was so happy to just be incredibly wrong about it, though. Yeah, because like reading the, the the synopsis, you're like, "Ooh, that's that's not going to be good." But it 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 works somehow. It works. Um, but uh, let's see. There are there are a couple others that are really really good. Um, Technically, would you call the thing from eighty two a remake? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Field cheating, saying that one, but well, kind of like the uh, the eighty, what is it, eighty eight or eighty? What the the blob with Matt Dillon? Yeah, also kind of cheating, but it's fantastic. Like it's, did, it's. Did you get that? Did you get that Shout Factory that came out? No, I haven't gotten that yet. It's great. Um, it's that, got some good stuff on there. That movie is really, really good, and like it is actually like the preferred version of the blob like anytime you want to watch the blob you watch that don't watch the 50s one no not at all it's not as good um um oh gosh what was i gonna say i can't remember go ahead i've got another one that uh, i'm gonna reference back again later uh but uh my boy ryan reynolds in the amityville horror horror remake Oh, solid! Did you know I'd never seen that until like last fall? Really? Yeah, it's good. I'd never seen it until last fall, and I really I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I did not like the first one, like the original, but the remake was really good. Yeah, the um, the original's just slow. It it, it is it takes forever to get going, and it's it's. It's a journey. Like you have to, you have to sit through it, and you have to stick with it. Can't remember if this is one we've um, we disagree about or not. But the O four Dawn of the Dead, the Zack Snyder one, I like it. Um, I I know everyone talks about how like the original Dawn of the Dead is like the zombie movie. The original Dawn of the Dead is also the slow movie. Uh, it's just, it, there's so much of that movie that could be cut. I understand like they did what they did and you know, it was done at a different time and it, it's good. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm given the choice to watch the original and the remake, most of the time I'm going to go remake. Can I be completely honest with you? Her way. Zombie movies are like the one sub genre of horror that like really gross me like they they like they they're the ones that are, I'm like like I don't I don't like I get I get queasy watching them icky yeah like it, it, like when you see the the zombies eating the people like ooh that I don't know what it is like it just, that's the that's the stuff like I can watch you know a masked slasher at a camp or you know creatures or like whatever everything i can watch people being impaled i can watch like limbs being removed and all that stuff like that stuff's fine like i can watch jason Voorhees machete off people's hands and you know arms and people getting ripped in half by aliens and stuff like that's not a big deal 
watching zombies like take someone down and then like rip them apart like oh like that that's the stuff that's unsettling to me and like creeps me out always the sound effects that go along with it too like uh uh you know (laughs) ghost movies like paranormal activity don't give a shit about that don't care about any of that like that stuff doesn't bother me like none of that stuff like gives me nightmares or like you know freaks me out zombie stuff like the the like the the original Dawn of the Dead, like the the gross effect stuff, that's the stuff that like sticks with me and creeps me out. It's unsettling. I don't like it. I can definitely, uh, I can definitely see why. And you know, Romero always, I think, after Night of the Living Dead, he always made sure to include one of those like really gross, like full rip apart scenes. Yeah. Which you know has been taken by pretty much every other zombie movie in the history of zombie movies. Yep. And yeah, like I can do just about everything else. Everything else in movies doesn't bother me. I can I can watch all that stuff. But yeah, watching a group of zombies like pull somebody apart, I can't. Oh gosh, like, that that oogs me out. I never knew that. Yeah, I genuinely never knew that about you. It yeah, that's the stuff that I'm like. So whenever, like, I'll always be like, uh, I'm really glad that we've never done a watch with us on like a, a zombie movie that's like graphic like that because I would be, I would not be good with it. Now I kind of want to. No, don't. No. <laughs> no. I wouldn't do that to you. I would, oh, I'd consider it, but I wouldn't actually do that to you. I would not be happy with that. I, 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 and I would get through it. Like, um, all of the Return of the Living Deads, I know they're they're more comedy. At least the first mm-hmm. one's, like, more comedy, and then they get more, like, action and not horror by the time you get to the third one. Um, but I powered through those because I'm like, I'm going to force myself to watch these because... You know, I got to get over this, and they didn't really have anything real graphic in there. And I was like, "Yeah, this is not a problem." And then I watched one of those, like, you know, whatever of the dead, and I was just like, "I'm never going to sleep ever again, ever." <laughs> this is absolutely horrifying. I hate everything. Can't do it. That's good. That's can't, good, man. Can't do it. That is good. But no, oh, oh, four, Dawn of the Dead, example of of a, of a really good one. Really good. And also. Coincidentally, one of the only good movies Zack Snyder ever made. That is true. That, Takes. Yeah. Um, no, I, I I would agree with that. Actually, I don't think that's a hot take. No. That's that's a, it's a believable take. Um, but yeah, like so so there's an art and a skill to doing a horror remake well. Um, and one of the, another prime example, I saw it in theaters, loved it. And not just because it stars half of, at the time, one of my favorite TV shows that was on that I've drifted away from, but the, I believe it was also Oh nine, um, or maybe it was 2010, my bloody Valentine. I think it was actually fall of 08. Was it 08? Oh my god, time is slipping away from me. What yeah. is happening to me? Oh my I think god. it was I think it was 08 and I think um got to look this up now. I'm I'm sad. 
Because I think it was 08, and I think Friday the 13th was 09. Because I know they shot them, like, the same time um, while Supernatural was on a... Aetis? Yeah. 09. It came out... What was the release date? According to IMDb, it was January 16th, 2009. Okay, you can forgive me for thinking it was, because I thought... I yeah, did was, say fall of 08. Yeah, that was, that, that's, that's within... That, that that's horseshoes and hand grenades close. Like that's pretty close. Okay. I'll um, take it. But I'll I, take it. I remember going to see that in theaters with like the real D glasses. <sighs> and my God, like it was so good. Rub it in, man. Rub it in. And I'm like, like to the point where I bought, I, I own it twice on Blu-ray because I have the regular version and then I have the, like the Blu-ray 3d version mm-hmm. because I'm like, at some point I might have a 3d TV or 3d something that will replicate the theater experience because I've never seen a movie with as clean and well done 3d as that movie with the real D glasses. You know how incredibly angry I am at you right now. You remember my story about this, right? I do remember, but I don't know if the the uh, the listeners at home remember. Oh, uh, I, I believe Engineer Paul Frankie was even part of this story. I think so. So, it's the Friday the movie comes out. We decide we're going to head over to the mall. This is probably an hour, hour and a half before the movie's supposed to start. So, like, we're getting there early. It's an opening night. You know, it's January. I thought it was like October. Um, It's January, so, you know, it's nice. It's cold outside. And, uh, you know, we we walk up, and there's just, uh, we go up, and we're told that the screening we want to go to is sold out. Okay, that's fine, whatever. I was still working fast food at the time. I didn't go to work until like noon or two the next day. I can go to a 10 o'clock movie. That's fine. No, what you don't understand is every 3D showing for the weekend had sold out. That's insane. This is Friday at like 6.45, 7 o'clock, somewhere around there. I'm, I get on the horn. I call Regal. I call another theater here in town. The only other one that had 3D movies sold out for the weekend. I don't know what it was. I guess that was one of like, I think that was one of the first like triple a features that was doing 3d again. So I think it was just this big shtick. And I guess from where it was kind of close to like, you know, we were gearing up for Valentine's day at that point, but like either that or they were just doing like one theater or something, but I thought it was insane. They had already sold out the entire weekend's worth. Yeah, especially because it's a it's a modest budget horror remake. You really don't think that it's going to sell out? No. I I was predicting it was going to be more like um, when I went with our roommates at the time and one of my other friends to go see Piranha 3D. Yeah, and they had it in the biggest theater at the theater, like the biggest room at the theater. And we were the only five people there. 
It was great for us. Yeah, oh yeah. We just sat there riffing the movie the entire time. Well, that's another example of one that does good and bad because Piranha 3D was fun. Piranha 3 Double D was atrocious. Yep, it sure, sure was. <laughs> so bad. You know your franchise yeah. is in trouble when you have that one guy from uh, Anchorman and Waiting, um, David, I want to say Kirchner, but I think that's wrong. Kirchner, yeah, something, something like that. Like, uh, you know when he hits your franchise that you're about out of gas. He's Todd Packer on The Office. He was champ on the Anchorman movies. Yeah, he was the for a while. He was um, he was on the Goldbergs. He was Laney's dad, and then they took Laney off the show, so he just doesn't show up anymore. Um, um, yeah. Was he also part of the Daily Show at one point, or am I just? No, I think so. Is that, I think he was. Is that like a Berenstein Berenstein thing? <laughs> <laughs> Not pretty sure he was at some point because um, yeah he and he's he's funny with the right material but like yeah once he once he hits your movie once he hits your franchise about two or three movies in you're circling <clears throat> the drain like it's about over there's there's not much time left for your your movie franchise but uh, uh, my bloody Valentine 3D fantastic. And it bums me out that it followed suit with the original, that it never got a sequel. Uh, I really would have liked to have seen where that was going to go. Yeah. But here we are. Supernatural started production again, so, oh well. (sighs) But, speaking of valentines while we're on the subject of valentines hopefully nobody's gonna have a bloody valentine out there but don't forget that we've got our ongoing february contest where you can win fifty dollars worth of fabulous prizes we've got we've got uh prepaid video game currency cards of your on your platform of choice up mm-hmm. for grabs we also have a uh, loot crate best of the 80s box with a ghostbusters drawstring bag uh golden girls coffee mug a hoverboard replica little mini hoverboard replica ninja turtles magnets um a bunch of other stuff in there that's really cool uh, and uh, next week we're going to be calling for live callers to yes, give entry are. into uh, into the contest. The contest is what my significant other, what, what my blank doesn't know won't hurt them. If you've got uh, something that uh, you know you've your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance does not know that you want to come clean about. Send it to us. Tell us about it. We'll give you that platform where you can admit to, uh, you can come clean about whatever it is you've been withholding to, uh, you know, uh, to win fabulous prizes. Your good, good friends over here at best friends in the world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to get sick of that. No, me neither. It's really fun. Um, yeah, 
because we we so, want to give a platform uh if you know you've been you know secretly you know like let's say let's say as as a kid you know you were growing up in your parents house and you used to take the vodka out of their liquor cabinet and replace it with water that's a good one yeah. that's a that's a good one it's harmless now um but the, again we'll throw some parameters out there this isn't this isn't the situation to come on and you know, tell them you have like a secret family or that yeah. you've been cheating or uh, that you're definitely no phone calls calling someone saying you're unhappy and you want things to end. No. Yeah, no, we're, it's, we're it's, it's supposed to be funny. That. No, it's supposed to be funny and lighthearted and uh, something that will make everybody kind of smile. So, uh, you know, think, think more, uh, you know, funny prank versus heartbreaking confession. You ready for the the comparison here? Yeah, yeah. We're going more America's Funniest Home Videos and less taxi cab confessions on this yeah, one. Yeah, that is true. That is, yeah. We don't we don't need that. There's one thing we are. It's for the children, That's much like that. the Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, yeah. We're you know best friends in the world. Ain't nothing to fuck with. So it's true. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can say. Um, so yeah, Tomorrow's send us those. Wu-Tang Wednesday at work. Oh, Wu-Tang Wednesday. All right. Censored only. None of that censored crap. Oh, well, no. I mean, come on now. We're adults. Mature ones, but adults. No, but ad- chronologically we're adults. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, with Valentine's Day coming up, we thought, uh, what better way to get closer to your significant other than... What they don't know won't hurt them. And when, do, do the most American thing that you can do in this world, which is reveal a secret to win fabulous prizes on a public forum. Yeah. That's Embarrass all. yourself for others' amusement. Yeah. What is more American than that? I mean, think about some of the contests that we've run before. The most embarrassing sexual experience story that also kind of turned into the incest story contest that was pretty wild. Um, I want to do a, I still, we still need to do a fan fiction contest, which we kind of had with jail mail that we, uh, um, may need to bring back. We may need to transplant that to this show. I don't know. Jail mail. Yeah. Some spectacular jail mail that we've had in the past and we have kind of building up. So we may need to do a jail mail sometime soon. I'm in for that. I'm in for some jail mail. Maybe we'll get a few episodes under our belt and we'll head back into some jail mail. Um, for some but, uh, but the theme that we've been kind of kind of building on, we ended with My Bloody Valentine. We kind of talked about, you know, the relationships with the contest. Valentine's Day is coming up. Valentine's Day is uh, Friday of this week. So, what better way to make you laugh, make everybody out there laugh, than to hear about our worst Valentine's Days and dates? Because we've had some doozies. Yeah. Uh, I've had I've had uh, my fair share of bad Valentine's Days and bad dates, and um, I'll start it off is that. Uh, 
and I have to be careful because I don't know if they listen. Um, yeah. I don't know. Or if I don't know if someone that they know, I know that people that they know listen, but I don't know if they're going to piece it together. So I remember in college, um, I was, I was, uh, seeing this girl and we lived in different dorms and she made this huge deal about how, oh, this Valentine's day, I'm going to, I'm going to cook us dinner. I'm going to go all out and I'm going to cook, I'm going to cook us dinner for, you know, it's going to be this great Valentine's day dinner. It's going to be wonderful. And I'm like, okay, like you have a track record of saying that you can't cook. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> We're going to do this. It's going to be great. So I get the call that says, come on over, you know, Valentine's day dinner is ready. And I go over, uh, first of all, it's weird that it's at like four fifteen, but you know, I'll be old one day and I'll look back and I'll be like, remember when I had that 415 dinner? That was great. It'll be fine. Do you have to be in bed by seven or something? I guess. I don't know. That was when, that was when murder. (laughs) She wrote came on. So she just had to, just had to be there for it. And so, you know, get checked in, go up the elevator. We're, we're there. She's like, now I had to use the dorm kitchen. So, you know, it turned out the best that it could have already. I'm like, dear God, here we go. Here's, here's, uh, here's what Valentine's day dinner was. One unseasoned un like it is just plain chicken breast and one half of a can of green beans because the other half spilled onto the floor. That's a snack. Yeah, well, it gets better. Okay. Because trying to be, you know, a, a supportive and nurturing significant other uh, and not wanting to make her feel bad, uh, I eat, I, I, I'm part of the clean plate club that night. That afternoon, sorry, that 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 early afternoon, and that mid, that mid afternoon, <laughs> that, yeah, that mid afternoon snack that I was like, yeah, good thing that all the McDonald's in town are twenty four hours. Uh, so I get, I, I eat all the chicken, and I have you know the six green beans that are on my plate, and I'm like, see, see, I appreciate the effort; it was great, um, you know, uh, thank you. The next day, when the food poisoning set in, I was much less thankful. I would assume so. I would, I would assume, um, well, you know, she she gave you a colon cleansing for yeah. Valentine's. I mean, it got to the point where, and it was the worst I'd ever had because the the entire piece of chicken was undercooked. So, like, the whole thing was just ravaging my body. And I mean, it got to the point where I could no longer, like I was throwing up childhood dreams basically was what I was doing is, uh, like I ran out of, I ran out of food. I ran out of stomach bile and it was just like, Ninja cop. There it goes. 
you uh You're never gonna be one was, of those it was literally uh, like your your soul is trying to yeah. exit your body to free itself yeah, yeah. i have to push it back in i was no i'll get yeah. back in there yeah because it was like yeah. i was throwing up other people's food that i hadn't even seen before <laughs> i was like when the was the last time that i had a an uncrustable what the hell like never even had sushi yeah i i know it, it's weird like yeah it was it was the worst thing pretty much every it was like uh you know in the stuff when the stuff exits their body and it just leaves them with like the giant open jaw and they're just that lifeless look in their eyes yeah that was how i was for like the entire next 24 hours yeah uh i i <sighs> yay yay valentine's day well, uh, the, the uh, first, or I guess the one I'll tell, is uh, also a college story, but um, I lived at home, and I was seeing a girl, and I basically told her, I was like, hey, wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do, that's fine, and she decides to pick this restaurant, and I'm like, okay, that, that's cool, that sounds good to me. And, uh, you know, my brother asks where we're going. I tell him and he's like, what? And, you know, I'm just like, it wasn't my choice, man. <laughs> so fast forward to driving to dinner. I, I get a call. It's my brother. I, I have her in the vehicle. Oh, no. Oh, no. Tell as soon as I answer, my brother has me on speakerphone. And he's just like, so let me get this straight. You're going to dinner. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and you're taking this poor girl to a Chinese buffet. <laughs> no, it's not crowded on Valentine's Day. Uh, hopefully a Chinese buffet. <laughs> the Chinese buffet. Uh, my brother is uh, ever, ever the classy gentleman at that point. Um, surrounded by probably... Uh, as the the single guy the single guy club that he was in at that point um, was surrounded by probably like six to seven of his friends and they all just burst out laughing and uh, I don't think I got to live that one down for a few years <laughs> of the the Valentine's dinner at Number One China Buffet. Nice, <laughs> nice. Uh, which is surprisingly, my story also does not end. Or my, surprisingly, my story doesn't end with my soul leaving my body due to food, food poisoning. <laughs> Love it. Uh, uh, any any other spectacularly bad date stories? Yeah, here's here's one that is like it's it's sad. Uh, like I'm going to as I as I tell the story, I'm going to pull up a photo of. Uh, let's see if I can find her on, uh, um, on the face page. Um, and, because I want to send you a, a photo of this girl. If I can, um, if I can find one that now I can't anymore. Um, so I used to work at now, oh gosh, like uh, everyone's going to know what the, I, I used to work at a toy store the toy store. Mm -hmm. And I've told a lot of stories about it. I used to work at the Toys R Us in town. It was a glorious eight months. Uh, I loved it. It was full of 
filling up shopping carts with toys, pushing them into dressing rooms, locking the door and leaving them there for four months. Probably one of my favorite Flanagan stories. <laughs> had a lot of uh, had a lot of time, you know, breaking OSHA laws by you know running up and down the store on pallet jacks and razor scooters, and just like every so often, I run into people that I that I worked with at Toys R Us, and we're always just like, man, we're lucky to be alive. Like we're lucky that we're not like we, that we didn't spend more time in the emergency room, and. So I was there and, you know, they bring in a bunch of temporary people for the holidays. And so they bring in, uh, I, I was the guy that like, I didn't take the time to learn your name because I was like, you're just temporary. So, I mean, in, in six weeks, you're going to be gone. So I would call them, I would call the people by like, by looking at them, what they reminded me of. So there was one guy that I called Gary Busey because he was just forehead and teeth. Um, <laughs> there was a guy that I called Chef Boyardee because he looked like a younger version of Chef Boyardee. Um, there were three people that I called name tags one, two, and three because they were just unremarkable people. So I just called hey, name tag number two, name tag number three. Like, and so we went through the holiday season that way. It was, it was great. Um, and, but they hired one girl and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm smitten by this girl. Like, oh my gosh. And I was like, she's a temporary employee. So I have to make my move before the season ends. And so, you know, I, I spend a lot of the season, you know, the, the, the playful flirting back and forth. And finally I'm like, I'm, I'm going to ask her if she wants to go out. It's going to be great. And then they let all the temporary people go before I have a chance. And I'm like, son of a bitch. So I track her down on Facebook and I send her a message and I'm like, Hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, let's go to dinner. And it's, it's Valentine's adjacent at this point. And so I'm like, all right, this is going to be good. And so she decides to go to this, uh, like I, I let her pick the place and she picks this, like it's, it's like the, uh, the Japanese one China buffet. No, it's Japanese hibachi. Oh, nice. Which I'm a fan of, you know, no complaints. Love it. Uh, so we go and, um, you know, we're having a good time. Everything's going well. Um, I, I try, I, I play off the, oh yeah, you gotta, you gotta come see this back at the apartment. This is great. She's yeah, yeah, let's go. I'm like, hell yeah. So we move back oh, to really? the, move back to the apartment, progressing nicely. Everything's going according to plan. It's at that point that she breaks down and starts crying. Oh, and she starts talking about how, um, you know, she's she's never been in a positive, nurturing relationship, and she's she says that, like in her mind, because I paid for dinner, that meant that 
her way of saying thank you was going to be that she was like, well, we'll, we'll just sleep together because that's, that's what I equate, you know, saying thank you. And she's just like messy crying. Nice. I'm not in the mood anymore. So I'm like, yeah, you should go probably like, yeah, like, no, like that. No, bye. And so she left. I never talked to her again. It was good because, you know, she was she was a temporary employee, so they, they had already fired her. So I didn't have to have that awkward, like, at work, um, you know, at work run-in where it was like, oh, yeah, like, we're not going to go out again, just so you know. Mm. Never had to have that conversation, which was wonderful. Turns out everything worked out well for her because she got married and had a kid or two or whatever. I don't know. Um, I know that because now on Facebook, she has a different last name. Um, or she, well, that's did. Good. she did. I looked her up like two or three years after that happened and she was married to somebody else. So it was fine. I'd hope you know if she was married to you. Yeah, no, she's not married to me. Um, <laughs> so dodged a bullet on that one. Uh, but it was like super awkward and uncomfortable. Like it was, it was bad. I was just like, I don't want to be here and it's my apartment. Like this, this, this no good. This, this bad. You can take the entire apartment. I'm going to go sleep in my car. Yeah. Try not to steal anything. It's like, I'm just going to drive home because I don't want (laughs) to be here. Like this is. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. So yeah, it was, it was super awkward. So then of course I go into work the next time and everyone's like, you know, cause everybody at work knew about it at that point. And everyone was like, Oh yeah, how to go blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, we will never speak of this again. <laughs> ever. We will never, ever speak of this ever again. And then, um, it was like six months later, six or seven months oh. later, um, I, I, I had left the toy store job and I went to another job. And so I'm walking in one day and I see her there like in the store and I'm like, shit, don't look over. Like I saw her before she saw me. So I just act like I looked away and my phone goes off and there's a text message. And it's like, hey, like, I I just saw you. And I still, like, uh, like I knew that that was her. And so, of course, I did the, uh, the, the only thing that a respectable person would do in that situation. And I wrote, I'm afraid you have me at a disadvantage because I don't know who this is. And I sent it back. That's why I love you. And then she said, she said her name back and I was just like, Oh great. I hope everything's great with you. And then I never said anything back (laughs) because I just pretended that I had, like I had pretended that I, uh, I had deleted her number, but I pretended that like, I have no idea who it was because she was extra strength. Crazy. It's respectable, man. I like that. Yeah, it was the only thing a fine, young, upstanding guy like me could do. 
is just pretend that I had no idea who she was. Uh, so I'm going to get even further back into the Wayback Machine. Yeah! It is my junior year of high school. Um, I am... Uh, I have plans with the girl I was going out with, in quotes, for Valentine's Day. And, uh, you know, I had to work the 13th. I worked at the mall. I worked at Chick-fil-A. And I get off work, and I'm like, I'm not feeling great. Get home, my mom takes my temperature, 103. Ugh. Boy, we caught the flu. Um, so I go to school, or I go to school. I wake up the next morning, and keep in mind, at no point in my mind has it crossed, like, at no point in time, because I'm so sick, has it crossed my mind to be like, you should call the girl you're, whatever the, like you should call your high school girlfriend and be like, Hey, I'm sick. I'm not going to be there to see you tomorrow. Nope. <laughs> Work. I shower. I go to bed, I take my Tylenol. I go to bed. I, uh, obviously I miss school for pretty much the rest of the week. I have, for some reason, it just does not even cross my mind to, like, call her instant message, like, get on instant message or anything. Like, I am so sick, my entire existence is my Nintendo 64. Well, as it should be. <laughs> so, Saturday finally comes around. I'm starting to finally feel human again, and I get on the Internet for the first time in, like, four days, and I just get this message that just says, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. I'm just like, what? She's like, you haven't called. You haven't heard from me. She's like, you missed Valentine's Day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I have the flu. In all of her infinite wisdom, she calls me a liar. Ha! So I, I get into this. Tell me if there's anything more early 2000s than this. I get into an argument about being sick on Valentine's Day and being called a liar because I didn't want to see her because my parents were, my parents, I love my parents dearly, but they were not the kind of cool people to be like, oh, you don't want to go to school this week? Have fun. Uh, just stay home, play video games, enjoy watching the Kevin Smith movies because that's what you're about in 2002. <laughs> um yeah, no point. No, my, that's that that that's not Pete and Donna Coron. It was not my parents in high school. It was uh, you, you. Seem like you're feeling okay. Are you running a temperature? No. Get your ass to class. Um. So yeah, I I basically try to like say as much to her, and she was like, "Well, can you come over?" And I was like, "No, I have the flu. Still got it. <laughs> still sick. Still have a fever." probably still sequestered. And so she's like, if you care about me at all, you'll come see me tonight. And I was finally like, in, in at this point, I'm just sick of it. And I'm just go, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No. Sadly, mine is not nearly as funny as yours or interesting, but uh, yeah, that's the one I got accused of faking ill when I couldn't even drive myself. Well, and lived with my parents. 
I'm just going to say that temporarily I take her side because there was a long stretch where every time I would say, hey, man, I'm coming into town, you would somehow just get a sinus infection. I would sack up every, literally the <laughs> only time it ever, the only time it stopped us from actually hanging out or seeing each other. Uh, well, wait, hold on. There would have been two because I caught the flu in 2013, but the ice storm you guys got canceled the parade anyway. Yep. Yep. It sure did. Um, and then the only time it actually stopped us was, what was that? Summer of... 2016, 2017? I think it was 16. When I, I think I wanted to say I thought it was 17. 17. It might have been 17. As you know, as you've heard in the show, the years run together for me. When, uh, when I caught the, when I hadn't had strep throat since like my senior year of high school <laughs> and caught it like, and the thing is, it wasn't just stuff the bus. Like I had so much stuff. That was the weekend. Uh, hall monitor Travis was moving out of Lexington. Dean, that was the weekend Travis was moving out of Lexington. Um, one of my friends was getting married, so I was supposed to go to her bachelorette party. Like my Saturday was literally, I was going, I was supposed to work Friday, drive in to see you, do stuff the bus in the morning, drive back for Travis's going away dinner, then do the bachelorette party that night. Yeah, you're going to be running all like running ragged. I let so many people down that weekend. <laughs> well, yeah, I so, feel like that was that was the Chris and Chris curse. Like, yeah, that's probably the worst that ever set in, though. Yeah, that was the the apex of the curse. I think we're on the other side of it now, though. I hope so. I hope so. I hope, I hope I'm not. I pray I'm not like jinxing myself right yeah, now. Oh my god! Yeah, let's hope not. But. Yeah, so uh, uh, temporarily, at this point in time, uh, I take her side on that one. Uh, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not even sure. Like, I have no idea what happened to that girl. No, uh, well, it's safe to say right now she's probably dead. Well, that's fair. That is fair. It's the only assumption I can make, having having no idea even what her name is. She's dead now. I should have said she's she's gone to a better place, and then you laugh and say, "I don't think she's dead," and I would say, "No, she moved to Vermont." Uh, but I messed that up. So, oh, she's wow. a trout farmer in Idaho. Oh, well, good for her. If I was going to be any kind of farmer, it'd be a trout farmer. Oh, that yeah. seems like the easiest kind of farmer. Yeah. I can see that. It's less dangerous than being like a like a weed farmer. Because then you got people up on your property trying to steal it. Yeah. It's dangerous. You can only carry cash. It's dangerous, man. Be just... That'd be an awful, awful weed yeah. farmer. Well, yeah. Yeah. But you know what else is dangerous? Dangerous. Well, what else is dangerous is if we go over our allotted recording time in the studio. Oh, it's super dangerous. We don't want to do that. No, because that's when the other that's it's there's two things that get guns pulled out immediately. It's trying to steal someone's weed and going over in your recording studio time. We're not those guys. No, we are not those guys. So 
Until next week when we're live. And we'll make a post about what time we're going to be live. I think it's probably going to be about the same time we started tonight. But you and I will talk about that. Um, breaking the fourth wall. Ooh, we'll talk about that before <laughs> next week. Uh, we'll have a new theme song uh, or an improved theme song. Whatever we're going to do, it's going to be real fun. We'll take live calls. We'll uh, read over some contest entries. It'll be a fun time. It's going to be fun. We're, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to going live again. Yeah. And all the energy and uh, good times that go with that. All of that and more on the number one podcast in the world, as far as you know. Koran, what's it called? Best friends in the world. <laughs>